Welcome to Mom Blogging Unplugged, where we go behind the scenes on all the things that people won't tell you about this crazy mom blogging world. I'm your host, Erica. I'm a mom of two, marketing expert, blogger behind Mumbreak, and lover of all things deep fried. I think that this world of mom blogging is a bit too cagey, so I am going to bring on guests for you who will answer all the tough questions and things that people don't usually talk about. I want to help take your blog to the next level by giving you the real information without beating around the bush. I have Morgan here with me today. We bonded over a mutual love of dorking out over marketing things, all things planning and content planning. And she was actually my mastermind leader for a group that I was in. So thank you for joining me here to dork out today with me. Oh, I'm always in for a good nerd session. We, we were talking about it ahead of time. And I was like, we can't get too nerdy because like I... For, for those of you who don't know, I we, we chat on Instagram too, Morgan and I, and I send her, I'm like, I did this in Asana today or this in Trello and I found this new tool because I feel like you're the only person that truly appreciates it. Basically. It's it's a problem. It's a gift. It's, a, yeah, some people think of it that way. It's something. <laughs> but I'm happy to have found you. And maybe before we dive into the dorkiness that we're going to be talking about today, you can do a little quick intro about yourself, who you are, what you do. You're a mom of two really loving, busy mama boys, or that's how you describe them? Yeah. So I have two boys. They're almost five and three, and they're very obnoxious. <laughs> but he just said, I'm not obnoxious. Um, <laughs> we said that if they're, they come and interrupt the podcast, we're just going to keep things going because that's just like legitimately the essence of mom blogging is constantly just like telling your kids to shush in the background. Work around it, exactly. Um, So I have a blog called Morgan Manages Mommyhood, and I started it, um, I should kind of preface, I was a journalism major, and I got pregnant. I got married exactly a month after I graduated college, and then I got pregnant three months later. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, I was, at least I was married. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, so there's that. Or like at least my children were bastard children but that like it still doesn't even matter but it's busy that's just a busy time though right yeah I my parents weren't necessarily there's a funny story about that but that's another story <laughs> another time um so anyway I um I decided I was working a nonprofit, and anyone who knows nonprofit pays you basically nothing and in New Jersey I could not I would have paid more for child care than my nonprofit quote unquote salary would have been. Um, so I decided to stay home and I needed to do something with my life <laughs> because I just spent way too much money on a degree. Yep. So I started a blog and then I had a baby and then I didn't touch the blog for a year. And then it was almost one. And then I was like, okay, now I'm, I'm ready to actually do stuff and like be a living human in society. I started a blog and I, well, I continued the blog and I started figuring out where my niche was and what I wanted to talk about. And then I got pregnant again. And then here I am. 
So <laughs> I vlog about, um, I say, making being a mom simpler and being a kid more memorable. So usually that means fun kid food and hidden veggies in my world. Um, and then I also kind of somehow migrated into this weird world of content planning and making content productively because I like to nerd out and um, I just like getting a lot of stuff done the very limited time that we as moms have. Well, and the amount of things that you do is crazy to me. You are like, you're doing so many different things. So you're running your own blog. You are also, you have all these new systems and programs that you've launched. You're also like, tell me about all the hats that you're wearing right now. Yeah. So um, I have a blog. And then um, that ends up backburnering these days because I really just create content for it. Um, Because that's where my real passion is. I just want to write all day and be nerdy. Um, So I do that. And then I'm an executive assistant for Jenny Melrose, who is a business coach. Um, I help out in her groups and I kind of answer her. I, I hang out in her Facebook groups and I help with her email and I do scheduling and all that stuff for her. I help to, um, moderate one of her entry-level masterminds. I, gosh, what else do I do? Oh, I have my, I have my own membership site called Systems to Skyrocket, where I help uh, busy bloggers create content more effectively. And I do keyword analyses. Okay. And then I deal with that. You're a mom. (laughs) I'm a mom. And I guess a wife. I guess that's a thing. I I always forget about that. Always, always, always. And I'm, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't think it's just me. Obviously, it's other people because you just did it. You're like, oh, right. I have a husband. There's that too. I have to like tend to his needs sometimes, occasionally. (laughs) He might disagree with me whether or not I tend to his needs, but it's like an extra child, let's be honest. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's just one thing. I, I My poor husband always falls to the very bottom of my to-do list, right? Because you just like yes. blog, executive assessment, membership site, keyword analysis. You have a content planner that you sell. Like it's, that's five things plus kids, plus house, <laughs> plus husband. Yeah. Yeah. He te- but on the other end of it, he texts me pretty much every day and says, are we rich yet? Are we rich yet? <laughs> so... There's that. He's on board. He's on board though, then. Yes. Yes. We had the come the, you know, come to the light conversation a few months ago of Morgan's gonna take this on as a real business. And I think that's always a big thing for especially as moms when you decide like this isn't my fun little hobby anymore and I have to actively make time for it. Yeah, right. It's so easy, I find, and I know this is kind of not what we play to talk about, but the one of the biggest challenges I have is I'm I'm running a full-time business. I'm I'm working 40 to 50 hours a week, but I'm still expected to be a full-time mom. And I'm like, the business never comes first. So it has to squeeze in somehow. And it squeezes us in my my mental health hours. So I'm up at like four in the morning doing work. So like at what point do you guys decide, hey, yeah, okay, this is a business now. It needs to be a priority. Yeah, it's hard. And I think a big part for me was actually the first thing I did was the first time I ever left my kids overnight was to go to a conference. Um, it was a blogging conference. I actually spoke at it and it was Jenny, my, my, the girl I work for, Jenny Melrose. She ran it. Um, and that was our big, my husband and I had a conversation like on the phone while I was there. And it was our big come to the light conversation of this is what I want to do. And I can't just be a mom and I can't just be a wife. And it was really important for me to be able to say, hi, 
it's okay for me to want to do this for me, which is a weird thing to say in today's society. It, it, you know what it is though, but it would be so much different if you're going back to a day job because that's really clear, defined boundaries. Whereas blogging, it's impossible. Oh God, it's hard. Okay. So sometimes I tell my husband that I'm like, you get to go home and turn it off. Yeah. You don't have to answer anything. Where you're on 24 hours a day. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Do you find that exhausting at times? Yes. I've actually had to be really in the past, I would say two to three months, I've had to get very intentional about turning my phone off at night. At 730, I'm quote unquote off the clock. Like you like literally boot it off. Like you don't just turn it on silent. Um, I I put my Instagram app and my Facebook apps on silent. I don't go on there. And my husband is next to me telling me not to keep it on silent. But um, yeah, because it's bad. You wait, I would wake up in the middle of the night mm. and check it. You know what I did a long time ago is I actually just turned off all the notifications for social media. So the only thing I get notifications for on my phone are email and text messages. And I miss a lot because of it. But I also feel ugh, a little bit better. Yeah. I hear a toddler right now hunting around the house for me, screaming, Mom, she doesn't know where I am. <laughs> must be wrong with the iPad, or maybe she, oh, oh, she found me. Oh, she has no clothes on. Oh. Aubrey. Okay, bring the TV in here and I'll fix, okay, I'll be right back, Mark. I just have to fix the iPad. One sec. Oh, God, friggin' iPad. I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Fresh 20. This is a meal planning system that I've been using with my family that has made things so much easier. Every Friday, I get a dinner meal plan in my account that tells me the five dinners that I'm going to be having that week, and it gives me my grocery list, how much the groceries will cost, what ingredients I can prep ahead of time, and then step-by-step instructions for the meals for each day. The thing I love about it so much is that every Sunday, I open my meals, take a look at my grocery list, and it literally takes me three minutes to order them on Instacart, and I schedule my grocery delivery for when nap time starts. When the groceries get here, I spend 20 to 30 minutes prepping the ingredients for the week, put them in glass containers in the fridge, and then when Monday rolls around, I basically just assemble the ingredients for the meals and cook the protein. I chose the paleo menu options, but you can choose between classic, vegetarian, gluten-free, dairy-free, or vegan. And you get meals for the week you don't need to think about that are easy, delicious, and quick to make. This is one of those hacks that saved me so much time in my week and is still feeding my family super healthy and delicious meals. So if you want to take a look at their options, you can head to mumbrick.ca slash thefresh20 to learn more because this is one of those hacks that will make life so much easier. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry about that. Um, she's sitting beside me in the dock tot right now on um, her iPad. So we're good. Apparently clothes are overrated today. <laughs> clothes are overrated. I mean. <laughs> yeah, they're right. Um, okay, so. I feel like one of the things that like has made you be able to do all the things that you do is because you plan things. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm going to say it really, no, I'm not going to hold back. You plan things like a crazy person. Like you are an insane. Okay. So, and Morgan and I have actually like taken loom videos and loom videos are just like an online way to record your screen basically um, of our own content systems and send them to each other and dorked out. This is how like next level crazy we are. And I think I would even say you're way even next leveler than I am. Yeah. <laughs> and it's lovely. But the thing is, so 
not everyone is obviously like that. And most, a lot of people, when you talk about planning, it makes their heads want to explode because it's not fun like it is for us. So what, what would you start, how would you start off introducing content planning and things like that to someone who is either just starting out or who legitimately hates the idea of planning things out? Okay. I waited for you to finish that. Cause I have to go wipe up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I always tell people, I feel like there's two kinds of people where either they, they hear about planning and then they go all in and they do all this stuff and then they never follow through because they overwhelm themselves with this like new fancy pants process and planning. Um, or there's people who just don't do it at all because they think that's going to happen. So I'm kind of, I try to teach people to be in the middle. So like take baby steps. <laughs> Take baby steps so that you're not um, jumping in and overwhelming yourself. Well, I guess it's the same thing like anything, right? Like you start a new diet or you start a new workout or whatever. If you're going balls to the wall on something that's totally new or if you just don't do anything, it's not going to work. Yeah. But I feel like that's actually the great example because how many people either – like they do whole 30, they're like, I'm going to go on a diet. And then they go on like this crazy whole 30 diet for like seven days. And like, well, I can't do that. So I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to you know, eat healthy at all. When really, if you just added an extra salad once a week, you'd be a little bit better than you were. Um, so it's kind of the same thing. I try to tell people just small bites and small steps towards being more productive. Um, and also that my exact plan for doing things is not going to be the same as you. So I think people see my exact system or, you know, Joe blows down the streets exact system. And they're like, Oh, well, that's never going to work for me because the way I work is X, Y, Z. So then I just don't do anything. Um, that, no, that makes total sense. And it's, sense. it's funny because we were like dorking out over sauna, which for those of you who don't know, is just a project management tool. And then I realized that, you know what? I love a sauna. It worked really well for me when I was in my corporate world, but hey, guess what? It doesn't so much work for me in my mom life anymore. I'm switching to Trello and it's just changing because of how my life and situation has changed. Mm-hmm. And for me, I switched to Trello. So it's like one of those weird. Exactly. Like you're like, no, not for me, Erica. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I want to take a quick step back and just say that for those of you, like there's so many different types of content to plan these days, right? Like blogging is not necessarily the same as it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago when people just first started blogging, which was traditional. You're putting out blog posts. Now it's all sorts of different content, which brings it to a next level of crazy to plan. So whether you're doing the base of your posts on like an actual blog post and disseminating them or distributing them through Instagram or Facebook or whatever, or you're starting with Instagram and sending them out in other ways. So it can be really, really freaking overwhelming. So from that perspective, maybe you can talk about some quick tips to really just where to start. Like that's a, it's a lot, right? Like people are thinking I have to post Instagram posts and I have to post Facebook posts and blog posts and Pinterest. I have to pin things and I have to do all this stuff. And each one of those things is so much time and so much work and you only have so much time in the day. Yeah. So I think, and, and I know we talked about this in the master when we were in together. Um, I think figuring out A, what you really like is super important and figuring out what you can do feasibly every day is really important. There was a time where my focus was Instagram and it was Instagram all day, every day. And then I just, it got to a point where it was too overwhelming for me and I couldn't keep up with it and I couldn't keep up with all the changes. It just 
I said before, I just want to write all day. So now I just focus on content and getting my content out there. Um, you have to figure out a, what brings you joy and B where the most bang for your buck's going to be. Um, for me, Instagram was really big when I had baby babies and I was nursing all the time. So I would be nursing and doing Instagram. And now I don't have baby babies. So I don't have the need to be on my phone consistently. So I can sit down for an hour and pump out three blog posts. Um, so that's where my time is most valuable at this time. Um, I think if you figure out, you need to figure out where your time is and what's feasible for you before, rather than jumping into everything. Um, I never tell anyone to jump into everything all at once. I usually tell people um, what I do personally is, especially back when I was first starting, I tried doing it all at once and then I burned out really quick. So what I did instead was I would be like, okay, this is my Pinterest month. I'm going to learn everything under the sun I can learn about Pinterest. And then after this month, I'm going to look and see if it helped me at all. Did I grow at all? Did I, did this work? Did what worked? And then the next month I might move to Instagram and I'm still keeping up the core of what I learned in my Pinterest month, for lack of a better word. Um, and I'm building upon it and you know, it might be one month, might be two months, but until you get into a kind of a vibe where it fits into your day-to-day life and then you can build upon that. That's perfect. So you really, basically there's no right answer. It's what makes you happy and what you can fit into your day. So that, and then you're going from there, right? And I love the idea of, picking one goal a month, one new platform or one new sort of objective a month, because that's way less overwhelming. Yeah. I always, I always say like blinders on. And then, cause it, you can go on Pinterest and find a million and seven articles about everything from Instagram to Facebook, to email list, to building your list. And everyone is going to tell you that their way is right. Cause they kind of want to sell you something um, at the end of the day. But there is no right way. Um, it's whatever works in your life. And I think the other thing to remember is that your life is going to change, especially as a mom. Um, right. You know, a year ago I had a two year old and a four year. Oh yeah. Two year old. <laughs> I, <assume that>. <laughs> <laughs> I had a two year old and a four year old and, um, the two year old wasn't in school at all. He wasn't in preschool, wasn't in daycare. I had never left him with anyone. So my time constraints at that time were way different than they are now where my boys are in school two full days a week. Um, my mother-in-law comes and helps once a week. Um, my friend Melanie from uh, Mostly Under Control, she had two kids and then went to have a third and has twins now. Her time constraints are way different than they were uh, eight months ago before she had them. Um, you just kind of have to roll with the punches and figure out what is going to work for you. No. And that, I think that's why mom blogging itself is such a kind of unique space, right? Is because like we talked earlier, no matter, even no matter how hard you try to truly put business first, even if you sat down and had that conversation with your husband that says, I'm going to go for this. We're going to bring home the big bucks. We're going to be rich now. It's still, you're still a mom first and you can't help, like you can't help it. It just, kind of, it kind of goes. So you have to sort of plan accordingly, right? Hey, suddenly two kids to four kids. That's a big jump. Yeah. And I think that for, um, I think for most of us, the reason we do this is because we don't want a full-time job where we're missing, you know, I love being able to send 
intricate cupcakes to my kid's school and, you know, be on call to do whatever I need. And if my kids get a call, uh, I literally, a few weeks ago, one of them was sick and they called me and I was there in five minutes. Like, wow, you were there really fast. I'm like, cause I'm at home. I'm working from home. Um, I never have that. I feel like I don't have time with my, if anything, I have way too much time with my kids. <laughs> my mother-in-law texts me, it's off topic. She'll go, um, can I watch them? And I'm like, yes, please. She thanks me. I'm like, what is, what? she thanks you. Yeah, nope. You're very welcome. I'm happy to help anytime. <laughs> Take them. I'm like, she goes, she goes, thank you so much for letting me spend time with them. I'm like, okay. Oh, look at you. Good daughter-in-law letting, yeah. allowing your mother-in-law <laughs> access to your children. You're so selfless. I know. <laughs> I can go do stuff oh. without them. Uh, but yeah, I think that we have, it all comes back to, for most of us, the reason we're doing this is because we want to spend time with our kids. Um, we don't want to have to, you know, do the nine to five thing and miss out on all the fun stuff. Um, that's my mom was a stay at home mom and I wanted to be a stay at home mom. And it's just not financially possible these days for in where we live in New Jersey to do that. So we make it work. Um, So in terms of time management then, so let's say you've decided what really drives you. What is that thing that gives you joy in your, and you decide how much time in your day you have, then what's the best approach to starting to tackle some of the planning and organizing the content once you know which um, social networks or where, how you're going to be spreading your voice to the world? Where's, where's the first place to start then at that point? So I say start small, but plan. Um, just because you're, I, I can't stand people are like, oh, I made a plan. And that's like posting on Instagram seven times a week. I'm like, okay, but right now you're pulling, you're posting once a week. So look at what you're currently doing and don't jump into, like, if you're currently doing one blog post a month, don't go to four posts a week. Cause that's just, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, be reasonable but plan it out. Look at what you're going to do. I'm, I know as a mom, my biggest thing for a while before I kind of figured a lot of this out was I would get that hour of time. My kids were napping or, you know, whatever it is, I woke up early or, you know, kids went to bed early, whatever it is. Um, and I'd have this pocket of time and I would sit there and not know what to do with it because I hadn't planned what to do. I remember I had a, a full on meltdown to at the time, she's my business, she's my business coach, Jenny, um, crying because I was like, I put the baby down and then I do the dishes. I have this 45 minutes to an hour of time and I don't know, I, I, I freak out. I don't know what to do with it. So I just do the dishes. Um, <laughs> I hate dishes, first of all. So that's the worst possible thing I could be doing other than laundry. But it's, it's true though. You almost, you're paralyzed by, if you don't have a plan in place that's achievable and reasonable, then you're paralyzed by indecision like it's it's overwhelming and at that point too chances are depending on what stage of motherhood you're at if you have a baby you're probably tired you're probably not totally your normal full functioning self does not help with the decision making either exactly so what I started doing when I was in that stage of life um in the morning I would pick one single thing that I wanted to accomplish that day Um, and then if, when I sat down for that hour of time, I knew exactly what I needed to be doing. If I did more than that, great. I I can move on to a different task, 
that all I wanted to do every day was that single task. Maybe it was filling up my Pinterest queue or um, even sometimes it's just posting on Instagram, something little, like whatever it took. Um, Sometimes it was writing a blog post. Usually it was something like making my editorial calendar because I'm super nerdy. But um, if you give yourself one thing you need to accomplish, you'd be so shocked by how much you can get done in a week. Um, As long as it's not I always say people are like, well, I have this giant to-do list of things. But when you have that giant to-do list, chances are you look at it and you pick the easiest thing on that list because it feels good to cross something off, which is great. But then every time you have free time, you're doing mindless busy work. And that gets you nowhere. So if you give yourself every a task, you're more likely to complete it. And how did you find what did you do to not not get distracted away from that task? Because I know that one of the problems I hear a lot is that you you have, well, most people suggest three tasks, which as a mom, three big tasks in a day is a lot. And really honestly, not feasible because if you think about the blocks of time that you have, you don't even have three blocks of time. Um, You realistically, you're right. You can only carve out one unless you're staying up really late and waking up really early. But how do you... And even that, I will say... I don't want to say don't do that, but there was a time where I would stay up till midnight every single night and I would wake up with the baby at five o'clock in the morning. So I was running on fire asleep. And let me tell you how much I got done at night after the kids went to bed. Zero, because I was too tired to function. <laughs> so that's another thing. Like it might make sense, but also monitor how much, if you're waking up early or going to bed or late, monitor how much you're actually getting done. I, it's the most like the most important thing I can tell people. Like, make sure that that time you're staying awake is you're actually doing something. Well, it's so funny because I just posted a blog post about that I wake up at four o'clock in the morning because my kids typically wake up around six. So then I have four. I'm a morning person, anyways. So then I have four to six to do stuff. But that's my thing. If I'm waking up at four o'clock in the morning, there is sure as hell no way that I'm going to spend my time at five o'clock in the morning scrolling Instagram or checking out YouTube videos. Like I'm picking something and I'm getting something done that actually moves the needle forward in my blog because otherwise that like cringing moment of my alarm going off at four is totally not worth it to me. Yeah. And that's the thing I found that I was, I was using all this time. I was staying up late and I wasn't, I was on Facebook. Like you're like, Hey, random friend from high school that I haven't talked to, but I know everything about your life. Let me just stalk you a little bit more and waste my time. No, it was even worse. It was like, let me do these these share threads. Oh, like they're yeah. actually going to do. I, you know what? I started in those share threads when um, my when Aubrey was a baby. Because you're up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And you're like, you have nothing better to do. And it's the only thing that you can actually feel like you're doing for your business without actually using your brain at all. It was just such a waste of time. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like that's the the kind of tricky spot with those. You feel like you're doing something, but then if you really sit down and get nerdy with it and like, okay, I just took an hour and a half out of my day. And what did it do? Did I get more traffic from it? Did I get more followers? And if I got more followers, did I maintain those followers? (laughs) Because let's be honest, half of us will unfollow in a week. Uh, Um, And now that Instagram shows you how many people unfollow, it's so depressing. (laughs) <laughs> it's like just a hit to the ego, right? Like shut yeah. my heart. 
<laughs> like there's unfollow apps, but I've cut those out of my life because they're bad for my yeah. self-esteem. <laughs> but yeah. Now that they show you in the analytics, I'm like, I'm already in here and I happen to see it. I'm like, oh, so many people don't like me every week. I try not to look at that because it's such a useless number. It is. Um, yeah. But people think that... It is. It's an ego thing, and it's so easy to get discouraged. I've seen so many, like, um, mom Facebook groups, like, mom blogging Facebook groups. They're like, I can't figure out how to grow my Instagram. My numbers are so... And it's not your numbers. I mean, that's a whole other podcast episode. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, yeah, it's just... It can get really discouraging, and it's not... You got to make sure your uh, KPIs trying to get real nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we banned you from talking about metrics for this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, you want to talk about getting nerdy. Just make sure that whatever output you're getting, putting out, what time you're putting out, you're getting it back. Like you said, you're moving the needle forward. Um, that was a good way of saying that. Yeah, I can go very so huh? That was a perfect way of saying that without getting into, I know that you held back a lot there. Yeah, then, I can get real soapboxy. You can get real, well, no, no, not soapboxy. No, no, no. You can get nerdy. Like you can get, so Morgan is also really skilled at getting into the numbers and she does a lot of content analysis too, which is why I joke and poke fun at her a lot about being nerdy because part of one of her offerings is actually just to go and like research content and do analysis, keyword analysis for people, which is basically to any other human in the world is the most horrible thing in the world, which is why for you, it's an awesome business model because everyone wants to get you to do it because no one wants to do it it's the best I mean it's super and people hate it but I like this I'm weird it's, perf- it's the perfect business yeah. <laughs> the thing no one else wants to do okay so let's go back to your one thing a day so you you're the thing first thing is you're recommending people pick one thing a day and that's the thing that you do and anything extra is a bonus which makes a lot of sense and it's so much more feasible at that point how do you, how do you prevent from getting distracted from that one thing? Because now I find, especially your new mom, you're tired, whatever, you can be like a goldfish to all the other things, people trying to sell you stuff and ideas and things that you have to do. So is there anything other than like, do you just tell yourself, well, just freaking do it, Erica, suck it up, get it done. Like, I mean, it depends on the day, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I think having a, a general focus month to month really helps. Um, I also finally, I hate goals. Oh my gosh, I shouldn't say that. I'm not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) I hate like setting financial goals and like number goals because I don't like not hitting them and it gives me ajitas, but whatever. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. (laughs) It's probably like I should go see a therapist. It's your thing. (laughs) This read, Morgan doesn't like to make money. (laughs) I just... I just want to analyze things, guys. Um, so it's just like way too yeah. in my head right now. <laughs> um, so I think having like a general um, focus every month really helps because then I know all of the other stuff won't get me to my. It, it doesn't fit into my monthly plan. Um, but it really depends on what what my one thing for the day is. If it's to write a blog post, kid you not, I'll turn my Wi-Fi off. And I will open up a document and I will write a post. Nothing else is on. My phone's on silent. Um, I will literally text my husband and be like, I am writing a post. Please do not bother me. And he knows if he does, he's going to not 
have a happy wife when he comes home. Um, but I think the distractions, it's easy to let yourself get distracted. If you can help it, make it so that you can turn off those distractions, anything helps. Um, so again, if you can turn your Wi-Fi off, do it. Um, there are also tasks or like task management apps, like extensions. Um, I use one called, I'm looking at it right now. Um, rescue time. It tells you what you do all day, every day. And that's a really big eye opener to see where you're spending your time. Um, so I found out I was spending a lot of time on Facebook and black hole that it is. Um, so a lot of times, if you can just realize how much time you're wasting on things like distractions, that helps. Rescue time. That's, I'll link that up for people because that sounds, sounds great. Yeah. It's, it's good, but it's also, yeah, it's annoying sometimes. There's also another one called Toggle. It's a time tracker. It's T-O-G-G-L. Um, okay. I have a plan with that. Um, but they're all like different time tracking apps. Well, it's so funny because I just downloaded a time tracking app this week called Now Then, and it's also great as well, other than the fact that it sucks up my battery life. But I, my goal was, like you said, to figure out where I was spending my time because I wanted to know how much time I was spending on my blog versus with my family versus time for myself. And it's it's so eye-opening. So now that I'm having to find myself literally track, like right now before this podcast interview, I clicked and just toggled on two podcasts, tapped on. I can't do anything else now because I'm tracking time for a podcast. So it's kept me accountable a little bit. Yeah. I I would say the same thing. Like I have these extensions. Originally I used them because I was doing like VA work. So I need to track my hours, but then I started using it to track what I was doing. And it's very eye opening because you don't realize how long you're spending in some Instagram scroll hell (laughs) where (laughs) where it's just never ending. So, okay, let's go back to organization and planning because let's talk, because what you're really sort of known for and you speak about a lot and you, you do a lot of like, you do conference and talking and, um, it's really, you're, you're quite an expert at it is batching. And I know that this also get, brings you joy. Yes. <laughs> I can just see your face. It does. Right now. Uh, so maybe you can explain what batching <laughs> is first of all, and then we can talk about maybe some like beginner tips to batching. Yeah. So I always say batching is kind of the process of doing things in bulk so that you spend less time in the in-between. Um, so think of it this way. You're doing, you have a giant process for a blog post, right? So maybe it's before you write your blog post, you um, do some keyword research and then you do an outline and then you write your blog post and then you take some pictures and then you um, edit them. Then you put them in, you do your alt tags on your obnoxious SEO stuff. And then you create a pinnable image and then you schedule it. And then you, um, oh my gosh, I hope I'm not like making anyone's brain explode from like random. You don't have to do all this at first when you're first starting it. But the point is, is that there's a lot, there's a lot involved in just one blog post. If you are get if you're at the point where you're creating, um, sort of the ideal blog post, if you will. Right. There's a ton of steps. It's not just writing something and pressing publish. And even things like, and then you choose an image to post on Instagram and you have to make a caption for like that kind of stuff. Um, it's not just a blog post. So you have all of these steps, right? And then as you do them, let's say you sat down and do it all at once. And then you realized, okay, this takes me three hours. So if you looked in between, 
the time it takes you from when you're writing your blog post to maybe when you're going to make your pinnable image, like say those are your two tasks, you're going to flip from one to the other. You're at the part of your brain that you're using when you're writing content is so different than the part of your brain you're using when you are um, creating a pinnable image or creating a graphic, whatever it is. Um, so it takes a little bit of time for your brain to go from I'm writing content to now I'm working on graphics, which I hate, but whatever. Um, so by batching, we're doing, say we're doing three or four or five posts at once, but we're doing each, we're batching for lack of a better word, batching each component. So we're right making four or five pinnable images for five different posts at once. We're writing the content for five different posts at once. Um, and there's, you know, you don't have to do five at once, but I always say if you can kind of get into a habit of doing that, you're way more effective. And I, I mean, even not even just your brain too, like the tools you use, like I think about like switching between tools for different stuff, right? You're already in the tool. You already have the system. It makes sense to not have to jump back and forth between tools as well. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so how can someone, like everyone's workflow is differently, obviously, and everyone has, um, is, is promoting things on different networks. No, no two people have the exact same sort of strategies. Uh, how would you suggest someone look at their current strategy and figure out the best way to batch their system to be as effective as possible? Yeah. So um, what I always tell people is the first step is to brain dump everything. <clears throat> so you sit down and you literally write down everything you do for a single piece of content, whether it's, like I said, keyword research, writing the post, outlining your post, um, posting to Instagram, posting to Pinterest, finding hashtags, finding your, uh, creating your caption for your Instagram post, um, maybe promoting on story, whatever it is, um, your giant email, your list. I can go on for days, um, but write down everything that you, you do, not that you should do. I should also make that clear. Not that you feel like you should be doing, but everything you actually do, which in reality is everything you are at this point in your life capable of doing for one piece of content. Um, and then figure, go from there. So you'll start to see things are similar. So maybe <clears throat> you're writing all of your copy for your social shares. Create a social share little batch. Um, batch all of your Facebook posts at once. Schedule them out. Um, use something like Tailwind to schedule to put all of your Pinterest tap pins at once. And I only do that one. I mean, actually, I pay someone to do it now, but for a while I was just, I would do my Pinterest once a month and I didn't touch it for a whole month. Cause I would just, I had my batching hour and I would just batch real quick and put them all out there. And then I was good. Um, same thing with like Facebook or Instagram. Um, that's how you batch social stuff. When you're batching content, that's when you say, okay, my one thing today is to write. This is my writing day. I have an hour. I'm going to write as much content as I can. Um, I would say I always teach people to write, try to batch similar content. So if you're writing about um, like sun safety tips, don't go over to baby led weaning. Do like sun safety and then pool safety, like whatever it is. Keep them similar because your brain's on the same track. Um, no, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. So how can people... Hmm. Okay. So if I were listening right now, I would say, okay, that sounds really cool. I like the idea. I've, I can write, I can sit down, take 10 minutes, write on a piece of paper, how long all the tasks that are involved for 
the key piece of content I'm creating. So let's say for instance, someone's primarily focused on Instagram, they would sit down and write through all the steps it takes to do a post um, or a content piece on their blog, whatever it might be. Then what are the, how are they batching those pieces together? Are they putting them on a piece of paper somewhere? Are they putting them into a content planner? Like what's your next step to sort of group those together in a logical way that helps people actually accomplish them? People will work differently. I have tried every method under the sun. I should also note, I am, my family is very shocked that I do this because I was a disaster as a kid. I was the least organized person on the planet. Like my parents think this is hilarious that I do this. It's, it's so weird, but, um, I've tried planners. I tried post-it notes. I tried, it all ended up coming that I like spreadsheets. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, so I really like spreadsheets. I think it's the easiest way. It's, it helps with me not feeling, um, disheartened if I have to cross something out and move it. I had a paper planner for a long time. And I would write my posts. I was like, okay, this is all the posts I'm going to write. And then I wouldn't get to them because my life is too crazy. And then instead of being able to just move them, because of course I don't write in pencil, God forbid, um, I would have to scratch it out. And I hated that. So with a spreadsheet, I can easily just like cut and paste. And then I can see over time how things have changed, how I can do more content, less content. I can see patterns of what I was able to do when I you know, what I'm actually able to do. Um, but what I teach when people are creating content is to plan out a good chunk of time out and see what that looks like. See, um, what kind of, if you know, if you plan on posting on Instagram twice a week, plan out what you want to post. Is it, it doesn't have to be super specific either, especially for something like Instagram, but if you're posting to your feed twice a week, and you know your son's, your mom blogger and your son's birthday is next week. I'm going to want to post about his birthday next week. So just do like Brian's birthday post. Um, and then so then you kind of have a broad view for the next same month of what you want to post. And maybe it's like promote new content, promote um, son safety post, whatever it is. And then the next step might be to go and find images that go with all of those. And then your next step might be to write captions for all of those. Um, and then it's all one place. So I like using Google Sheets because I can use it on my phone. I can pull up the Google um, Sheets app on my phone. And I can see it from anywhere I am. And then I can just copy and paste, especially for things like Instagram. Um, but I like spreadsheets. But I think it's also important to find what works for you. Because what, what works for me doesn't work for you. Okay. So Google Sheets, that's one tool you're using on your phone. One thing I really like to ask everyone, because I'm a bit of a tool junkie, is other apps that make your life easier as a mom blogger. Are there any other tools that you just love and you can't live without, whether it's on your phone or your computer? Okay. So, I mean, we talked about it. I love Asana. I don't like the phone app, but that's because I like to separate things. And I think if I have too much access to something like Asana, I might have a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> I like Asana. It's a free online tool that you can use to create projects. Um, I use it to create workflows for batching so I can easily move. Um, like say I'm doing a blog post and I have all the different aspects that I, I do on a post. I can move the title of the post over so I know exactly where I am in the completion process. Um, can you explain what to people just in case um, people aren't familiar with how that fits into blogging? What? What Asana? 
concept of work of work of work oh okay yeah so it's i think actually i should have talked about this before workflows i feel like are really important especially for moms because it kind of lets you know exactly what the next step is so i actually tell a lot of my um clients with big crazy lives like four babies um to create yourself a workflow so you always know when you sit down the next step you remember where you were there's no like okay where was i in this blog post oh uh, did I do that yet? Because you oh, you just know because you have a workflow. There's a process in place for how things are done. Um, it also helps as you grow to figure out what parts you can hire out. I know that's like such a... When you're first starting, hiring out seems like such a weird, far out concept. But I finally hired out one aspect of my blog and it's the greatest thing. Um, but I knew what part to hire out because I could look at my workflow and be like, okay, this part is the least productive for me. Um that's a whole other issue though. <laughs> so in terms of the workflow, are you talking, like when I picture workflow, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. You're thinking about, let's say it's a blog post. You're talking about, um, you're, they're almost like stages, right? So, um, I even start my stages for content creation at like the idea stage. That's where everything, I dump all my ideas into one place and then like drafting and how does the rest of your workflow look like for that? Yeah. So my, my super nerdy one, it's, I have a brain dump section where I just pop ideas. That's my first column or my first step. Um, and then, then I take concepts and I move them over into the research phase. Um, which means I'm looking in to me, it looks like I'm looking into, um, after, after stop, go watch your movie. Sorry. Um, so the next step would be moving into, research phase. So for me, I'm looking at search volume to make sure that it's a viable co- at viable topic for me because um, I do a lot of recipes and I'm looking into make sure what what kind of competitions out there, what what kind of contents already out there, do people even look for this kind of stuff because uh, my um, source of traffic is primarily Google because um, I don't like social media. <laughs> So then once I have that, once I know it's a viable topic, I move over and I go into my um, outline stage and I figure out all the topics I need to look at. If it's a recipe, I do recipe development. Um, then I do picture taking. I sell my pictures and I have the outline. Then I move into writing the actual content. Once the content's written, I move to formatting it. And I so that means adding headers and um, putting the pictures in and doing all that nerdy stuff. And then once that was all done, I do like the social media content creation. Um, so there's steps that I always know the next step of my content and what what needs to be done. And I just want to paint a picture for people who aren't who aren't actually in like let's say a tool like Asana or Trello or whatever. Really, it's just all of these, and everyone has different levels of their workflow. So yours is like it starts at brain dump, whatever goes through research, outline, pictures. All of these are different columns, and then in each of there's like an individual block for each project and that physically gets dragged around whatever stage it's at. I've also done it with post-its too, where I have like, if you want it physical, you just move your post-its over. And you just throw those in like by your computer at home. Mm-hmm. Or like a notebook. I used to have a notebook with those mini post-its. Mm. This is so dirty. <laughs> oh, that's fun though. I never thought about a notebook. I always just pictured a big whiteboard at home. Oh no, I have a very small house. My house is too small for that. How many post-its do you own? Don't tell my husband, but a lot. I hide <laughs> I hide them in a drawer in the kids' room. Oh, gosh. Really? <laughs> True story. Yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I um I found a couple post-its in my daughter's bag the other day. I guess she had gone into my office to like air quote work. So she comes in sometimes and does her work like I do. And uh, she stole a couple post-its and put them in her bag and went for like a walk with post-its in her knapsack. And I just about died. I was so proud. Oh my God. That's the greatest was, thing ever. Oh, it was like, my heart was just full. It was I'm like, I love you so yeah. much, kid. Thank you. for Now my kids go, Ryan goes, my mommy works at home and she sits on her computer all day. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's all you do. Thank you. Yeah, sit on my computer all day. And you tell them to shush and wipe their butt. That's all you yeah, do. Yeah, wipe your butt. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And don't bite your brother. Okay. And don't what? Don't I'm bite like, your brother? Oh, I have boys. Punch your brother, bite um, your brother. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? The difference with boys and girls, I find Aubrey, she's an aggressive girl, so she'll bite and hit, but she does it in a sneaky way. She's less aggressive about it. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, she'll just like attack somebody and then run away and hide and can't take it back. That's so interesting because I have a friend who has a girl and she's like I don't get that you know they say that boys my boy is so much less aggressive than my girl but that makes sense because that's exactly how she describes her girl my yeah my boys are literally like I punched him in the eye oh okay why because he took my car oh to be fair Aubrey does kick her brother in the face and that's eh. We're going to see where we go with that, but it's, uh, she's an exception. She's not the, she's not the norm when it comes to behaviors. Not the rule. This is, and this is one of those things where you like have to plan your life around these things, right? Like that one yeah. thing a day, I think I, that's really sticking with me because really like you could have this whole day plan with all this, these breaks and times. And then all of a sudden when someone gets punched in the face and you end up in the hospital, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, for sure. Today is a school day for us. Um, usually they're in school nine to five. And he woke up with a 102 fever. And I was like, well, I guess there goes that. Like, um, Okay. Okay. So let's hop back to Asana. Asana you're using for workflows. Are there any other apps that you're using um, that sort of just make your life easier, on whether it's your phone or your computer? Um, so I'm really nerdy and I really love the Google Analytics app. But if you're the kind of person that gets bummed out by numbers, don't, don't download it. There's no need to look at it. Um, Honestly, I would say even don't download it because you can get caught in it. It's very similar to any, like, you know, unfollow, follow, looking at that kind of stuff. Um, but I just, I'm weird and I like to look. <laughs> I like to look. But it's a good option if that's something that's important for your business, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's nice to know that it's accessible on your phone. Yeah. Are there any, like, sort of productivity or, like, what are the favorite apps that you're using every single day that you're in all the time? Uh, I'm actually looking at my phone right now to make it to see. Uh, I honestly, you know what? I actually don't put that many apps on my phone because I don't want to sit on my phone and then get distracted. So I try to actually, I think that's actually a really good point. I don't do that much on my phone for that reason. Um, I do client conversations and I do, um, I pop into Facebook groups and I do Instagram and stuff, but I'm pretty um, mindful of my work time. I do mindless stuff on my phone. So like Instagram stories and all that stuff and like commenting on stuff. And then when I was building my, my blog's brand, that's what I did. I did my Instagram when I I was on my phone, but I'm very mindful of, okay, this is my work time. I'm sitting down at a table and this is my computer and I'm doing stuff. Um, I think when I, I found in the past, when I have all these apps on my phone, 
I distract myself with like little things. Does that make sense? Yes. But I will say when I was a nursing mom and I, you know, I had like 17 hours a day that I had to fill up with stuff. Instagram, I, that's how I built my Instagram. I think it's like 50,000, but I don't really use it that much. But that's how I, I built my Instagram that way. I just was really engaged because um, I was nursing all the time. But that's because I was using the best of my time. I, you, I think you with your business, it kind of flows with the, the kinds of time you have. And I think that's a really good point, though, because it just goes to show that you think whatever stage you're in now, that will change and you don't need to be... People are frozen by indecision at they need to pick something for their business and it's never going to change. They think that it's it's the one decision for the rest of their lives. But it's interesting because you think you set up your business for the stage you're at in life now and then all of a sudden that changes. Yeah. And I think I think because I I've I've seen it all but um I went from one baby to pregnant with a baby to two under two um and nursing for a billion years like an eternity. It felt like forever. <laughs> uh, yeah. And my boys are tw- 21 months apart. So I had babies when I was doing, when I was first starting this um, baby babies. And now I can give them a tablet now. It's the greatest thing on the planet. Um, I buy myself time, but with that time, I have to be really effective with it. And doing something on my phone isn't effective for me. And when I'm not in work mode, I want to hang out with my kids and not sit on my phone. I love that. No, I, I love that. That's such an interesting, you're the first person I've chatted with who's hasn't primarily used their phone as a source of business. Um, so it's a really interesting perspective because it's sort of, it's a really nice way to divide your worlds almost, right? Like you're, you're putting boundaries in by where you're physically able to work, which I like. And I will say it took me a while to kind of create those boundaries and it took a lot of, um, you know, what are you doing on your phone for my husband? <laughs> And that bugs me a lot. So I try not to do it as much. I think that's another thing for me. Um, I hate when my husband's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm on Instagram. Leave me alone. Um, (laughs) But I hate that. And I hate feeling like I'm half listening to my kids. So I'm actually, now now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty um, mindful of that. Like I turned my phone off. That's that's huge though, because I don't remember the last time even my phone's been, it's on silent all the time, but I don't remember the last time it's actually been either off or like put away. <laughs> yeah. In another room. No, I don't remember. Unless I've mm-hmm. forgot it somewhere because kids have screamed and there's been a panic and I left it upstairs and I was too lazy to walk back upstairs to go get it, which happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think that for a while that was, a, that was me. And, and now I will mindfully leave it in the kitchen and go sit on the couch with my kids. And it's hilarious because now they're at an age where they talk to me and they have conversations and I can hear the conversations, which is a dumb thing to say. But when you're half listening, you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's different when they're older, too, and they actually have real conversations. Whereas when they're, you know, one and a half, two, yeah. you're like, okay, you're not actually saying anything. <laughs> you're basically just yabbering at me. Go play by yourself independently. Yeah. And I will say, I do, my kids tell, they will tell me like, mommy, they'll go, mommy, I can't talk to me now I'm working. And that makes, that gives me like that gut punch. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like that my kids are learning that from me. Um, and I do that say that to them all the time. Cause you, if I know Erica knows, um, if you follow me on Instagram, my son is obsessed with, with like Jeep magazines, <laughs> like truck. Oh my God. 
follow her on Instagram so that you can watch her trials and tribulations with these goddamn jeeps because this boy is so funny. He kills me. He's hilarious. He'll go, mommy. And then do you see this one? This is going to be a really good one for you. He'll go, you have three. I just bought a brand new Jeep and it's way too much money. There are three things wrong with your Jeep. And he'll tell me what I should have bought. He has these magazines. It's the craziest thing. But he wants me to sit there and listen to him. So I'm really mindful of, well, I give myself a limit because I can only do so much. But You can only listen to so much of a so kid much. talking about Jeeps. Like, please shut up. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, it's – um. It's a, it's a balancing act, I feel like. And everything in being a mom is a balancing act. When you're a mom with a work-at-home business, um, it's even harder. So, okay. So there's been some good tips about, like, that you've given about how to actually structure your content, how to start small, some stuff about batching and workflows. I really want you to talk about um, your content planner because it is like you and all things that you do, super valuable and very comprehensive. So can you explain to me what is in that and what it does and how it can help people with their content creation? Yeah. So I kind of consider it like an entry level to plan creating a content planner. Um, I don't think you can function as a blogger creating blog posts without a well thought out planner. Um, and people think I'm crazy, but I plan my content out a quarter ahead. So that means three months. Um, So I sit down every three months and I write out every single post I'm going to write, update, republish, whatever it is for three whole months. Um, How long does that process take you? uh, Now it takes me like an hour and a half if I don't get super weird with it. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't take me too long and I only do it once a quarter. Um, So that helps. I mean, I do check in with it once a month to see where I am and, you know, how if things need to be tweaked. Um, and I also put, I, knew, I like to put in kind of like a a, a blank spot because we always think of ideas like, oh, this would be a great post. Then I'll just shuffle things around. Um, but so what I teach is I teach you how to create that based on A, the content you already have out, um, B, seasonal ideas and seasons that are coming out, holidays, all that good stuff, and C, like how much content you want to be putting out. Not everyone can do five, six posts a week. Um, some people are at one a month, some are at two a month, some are at two a week, whatever it is. So I kind of teach people how to um, create a calendar around what you're able to do and um, how to be more efficient with it. Uh, you, I use this to or figure out what kind of content I can batch. Um, I teach how to add backdated posts into your content so that you can later republish them. Um, I'm not going to get into that right now because it's just a lot to explain. But um, seasonal content, I'm sure when I first started blogging, I would do an Easter post like the week before Easter, which if you've been blogging for any time, isn't going to help you at all. Um, So I teach how to do that, how to uh, add in posts that you've already published, update them, republish them. So you're not spending that giant chunk of time on brand new content, you can actually reuse content you've already done, make it better. And it's brand new content. Um, yeah. So I use that. There's so in the, in the 
my quarterly content planner. It's um, the system it has to give you a spreadsheet, like a Google Sheets, so you can use that to plan your content. Um, you get a video showing you how to use that. Um, and you also get my training on uh, how to organize the content you already have, how to pull a giant list from Google Analytics of all of your content, organize that so you kind of know what kind of content you have out there already and what kind of content you should be updating and rescheduling and seasonal stuff, all that good stuff. Um, because if you've been blogging longer than a year, chances are you've forgotten half the posts you already wrote. I've been blogging for, gosh, four years now. and Sometimes I find posts that I totally forgot I wrote, um, but that saved time. That's such a good point. It's like, you've already put so much work into it. Why not get more out of it? I have no idea what's on my blog from a month, a year ago. I have no idea. Yeah. And that's the thing is a lot of people forget. And I mean, for the sake of not getting too nerdy, but um, old content, the URL has age on it, which is really great for SEO, which is a Little, but that's so old content has age on it from both Pinterest and Google. So you're getting more value out of actually updating and republishing old content. That's a great tip. And that's something you talk about in your quarterly content planner. Yep. Yep. I sure do. Amazing. Uh, Yeah. So you can get it. Um, I I made a coupon code for all of you, your listeners. It's mom break. I'll get $5 off. It's a $25 mini course. You can get it for by going to bit.ly slash quarterly content planner. Um, And like I said, mom break is the coupon code. They get five bucks off. So it'll be 20 bucks. I should say not to like toot my own horn, but that's super cheap. For this kind of stuff. I know, I'm like such an A, like a jerk. But um, similar things, they're hundreds of dollars. But I know that moms don't have the money and time and energy to do like anything crazy. Um, so the videos are, I think it's like 25 minutes total. It's not a ton of content, but it's really packed with information. Oh, and I had in there is a um, like month by month, what kind of seasonal content you should be creating based oh, on holidays. That. Just really That's cool. huge. And people often forget about holidays too, because there's, there's so much opportunity around the holidays. And if you don't plan it out in advance. Exactly. And I go over like, if you want to do a post for 4th of July, when you should be posting that. And you know, if you want to do a post for Christmas, when you should be posting that and that kind of stuff. Ooh, because you're right. Like you said about the Easter thing, I would just be like, Oh, I'm going to post it a few days before when we're recording this okay memorial day is in a week and a half and i have people who are like well can i do a memorial day post i'm like no the show's over we all know as moms what that means the show is over it's like my tablet died it's the same level and they don't want to sit there while it's charging oh i hate when that happens but i want to take it with me no Oh, kids. Um, <laughs> anyways. Okay. So it's, um, you said it's at bit.ly dot or bit.ly slash quarterly content calendar. Is that the planner? Planner. Content, quarterly content planner. Bit.ly slash quarterly content planner. Quarterly planner was actually taken. And so was content planner. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that, actually, at all. Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't know why I thought this would work. Quarterly content planner. Okay. I'll say yeah. Okay. So just to recap, you can grab 
her quarterly content planner. It's at bit.ly bit.ly slash quarterly content planner. And you can get $5 off by using the code mumbreak. Yeah. Where else can people stalk you and find you online? Yeah. So, um, I'm at Morgan Manages on Instagram. You can always find me there. DM me. Um, whether or not I'm actually, I have any active stories. I'm always on Instagram stalking people. Um, uh, you can always email me at Morgan at man- Morgan manages mommyhood.com. My blog is Morgan manages mommyhood. I'm all over the place. I'm on Facebook, but I don't actually do anything with Facebook. We're, <laughs> We're, huh? We're just there for the groups. Yeah. And I mean, I think another, I mean, should cut. You know, it's a whole other avatar is a whole other topic, but finding your audience, my audience isn't on Facebook, so I don't care about Facebook. No, me either. <laughs> my Facebook jams on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I put all my energy into Instagram. Okay, so you can you can stalk Morgan online, all sorts of different places. Some places she likes to be in, some places she doesn't, but she'll answer you regardless of where she is. I suggest messaging her on Instagram at Morgan Manages because that's where I stalk her the most. And then you can watch her adorable son check out random Jeep magazines for some reason. <laughs> and he can give you some tips if you're in the market for Jeeps. Oh, yeah. I'll go all day. Well, what kind do should get? <laughs> oh, my gosh. At least that would buy you like an hour maybe. Oh yeah. Just take him on a project to hunt some random person down in a new Jeep. I bet he could recommend something better than the salesperson. Yeah. He knows all the models. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I hope that uh, you guys take some, some of these tips are just super valuable and I hope that you guys took away from this as much as I did. Um, it was awesome having you. We're going to have to bring you back on for some super dorky stuff at some point in the future because I know you held yourself back a bit. Yeah, when at any time. Thank you guys so much for listening. And just a reminder that if you want to check out my mom blogging course, it's available at mumblogging101.com. And the idea of the course is that if you are just thinking about starting a blog or you're at the early stages and you're not getting the traction that you wanted, This course gives you everything you could possibly need to know in the early stages of developing your blog. And it's priced at 97 American dollars or 127 Canadian dollars. And the idea behind that is that I know that you don't have a lot of funds to invest in a course at the beginning of your blog. And I just want to be able to help you guys out. So take a look, mumblogging101.com. If you have any questions, you can follow me along on Instagram at mumbloggingunplugged or at mum.break. Have a great day, guys.